Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. He has told us to stand firm until the end and that we need to endure. Why? Because there are much blessings waiting for us on the other side of glory. So we are going to remain faithful to him We are not going back to our vomit. We are not going back to the sin. We are going to, on purpose, live a life of repentance. Amen. Amen. Okay. Not that I'm trying to be political because I get the memo. Okay. I got the memo from 1 Samuel chapter 8 what it looks like when a nation who has been led by God suddenly now want to have a king. And so, like I said, I am not trying to be political. And like I said in yesterday's podcast, this is not my show. No, this is the Holy Spirit show. And so when he puts something into my heart, when he drops a lesson into my heart, well, that's the way we got to go. And the reason why I believe that this topic is coming up is because of all the craziness that's going on in America, especially where this sitting president is concerned and at the tragic events that took place last week down there at the Capitol building. Oh, America is finna burn down to the ground if they don't repent and stop it. So let us pray before we get started. Father, in the name of Jesus, I am making a public declaration that I want you and I pray that those who have called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be their Savior want you too. We, in my heart, okay, I never want a king. 
I never want a president because I saw what you said, what will be in store because of a nation wanting a king and rejecting you. So, Father, with today's lesson, may your compassion be heard to the people. May your heart be felt among your people about what had happened back there in Samuel's day when the nation of Israel rejected him. But all the while they were rejecting you, Father. We so sorry. We so sorry. How could we have been so insensitive and so confused and depraved in the mind to think that flesh and blood can rule us and take care of us like you can? So, Father... I apologize. We we apologize. The body of Christ, we apologize, Father. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. And so, Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit give me wisdom. May he move on me to open up my mind and my heart to let the people know that we need you and we love you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Okay, people, so if you have been living under a rock these past four years, you would have no doubt realized that the man that is in office today made a boo-boo. A huge boo-boo. Now look, like I said, I am not trying to be political or anything like that. But this nation of America is reaping the woes of her many sins. And so like I said, if you have been under a rock lately, well then you missed the insurrection that was taking place last week down at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. I myself do not watch the news. For about a good year now, I have not turned on local news, domestic news, international news. But for the fact that I get headlines and sometimes I tap into the online New York City newspaper, you know, that's as far as I'm being kept abreast about what's going on in the world today. And then I see, to my utter shock and dismay, but then kind of not surprised last week when all of a sudden on Facebook, because, you know, I'm over there too, a.k.a. the Lion's Den, I'm over there posting, and then all of a sudden, I'm seeing all of these updates, status updates about how the Capitol building is going to burn down, if you will, that apparently a mob scene descended upon the Capitol, apparently at the behest of the sitting president to not take it anymore about 
something about the votes and he feel as though he was wronged and that there was some shenanigans going on with the whole voting process rally after rally he was lamenting about how he was done so wrong and that he in essence right holy spirit put out a dog whistle he put out a dog whistle and so all of his faithful followers you know he told them you know to go down to the capitol building okay and not take it anymore okay i'm paraphrasing but that's what he in essence told them to do to go down near to disrupt okay the democratic process of them trying to i don't know what they were doing what counting the votes making sure everything was legit about the whole voting thing and to try to smooth the transition process from one president to the next president and so i don't know like i said i don't know all the day-to-day in and out of the bickering between both parties okay but all i do know that this sitting president there has been a lot of controversy going on with him so anyway yeah it was crazy last week you know people lost their lives down there one trying to protect the people and the leaders in government and then you have those people who went down there and showed out some of them lost their lives too and i pray i pray that they died in christ i don't know because if they down there cutting up and acting up and regardless of what their personal feelings is about the government you know we do have some form of law and order i would think so anywho that got me to thinking well no that it didn't get me to thinking the holy spirit put this on me because i was staying out of the way you know i listen I'm, listen, I'm all about Jesus and that information, okay? So, like I said, this is not my show. This is the Holy Spirit show. And so, I was shaking my head. I was literally shaking my head because, you see, the Lord God, in his infinite wisdom, told us what it would look like and be like when we request for a king aka 21st century president of the united states now i can't speak for other countries i was born into this one here okay and our top dog if you will to rule the land is called the president of the united states of america so the question on the floor is okay because we going over there to the old testament today you want to know why because you see the new testament also told us that if we want to look at history concerning israel especially about what not to do okay because i'm not trying to be funny but to know what not to do against god oh 
we can check out the Old Testament. Because you see, God stayed giving Israel the business. The Bible says that he sent prophet after prophet, okay? He sent messenger after messenger to let the people know, y'all got to stop sinning. Y'all can't be running after these satanic idols like what the other pagan nations are doing. I'm your God. I'm your father. I'm your Lord. I brought you all up out of Egypt, okay? Because y'all was enslaved over there for what? 430 some odd years, I believe or so, okay? And it was a miracle. The Lord showed out against the Pharaoh, let me tell you. Because you see, the Pharaoh didn't want to let his slaves go. Oh, no, no, no. And so... The Lord God gave Pharaoh the big business, okay, with those 10 plagues. So, like I said, if we ever want to know about the wrath of God, because you see, I know I be going off on tangents. Like I said, the Holy Spirit drops something in me. I'm ready to talk about it in that moment. So, just like the apostate, fat, cat, lion preacher who wants to only preach about God's love, oh, we need to be over there from time to time in the Old Testament. Because you see over there, we can see the full counsel of God in full effect. Let me tell you something. God ain't playing with us. He wasn't playing with ancient Israel. He is not playing with the 21st century sinner and so-called Christian either. He ain't doing it. Listen, we have to get on board with what God says. And let me tell you something, okay? When God was telling Israel about what a king will do to you over there in 1 Samuel chapter 8, he said that way back over there in the book of Deuteronomy as well. And so it has been prophesied that the children of Israel will ask for a king. So, let's get into today's lesson. So, like I said, the question on the floor is, was it wrong for the Israelites to ask for a king? And so, as I was researching this, I came across an article online from gotquestions.org. And so, from time to time, I find very useful and valuable resource information from them. And so, likewise, they hit home on this one here, okay? So, like I said, before we start with the article, okay, let us look at the backstory first. Over there in 1 Samuel chapter 8, and then we'll get to an answer about whether or not it was wrong for the Israelites to ask for a king. Because you see, that's right, Holy Spirit, they set the precedent. Oh, yes, they did. Because you see, that's how we got a president to this day. We have elected okay, a flesh and blood human being to tell us how to live civically in this country okay yes god chooses all leaders yes he does 
And if we look at the history, okay, God had in times past used mad men to accomplish his purpose. Look at King Nebuchadnezzar. Look at the pharaohs, okay? So, yeah, it is not uncommon for to have a crazy person <laughs> sitting up in leadership. So, let's come over here to the backstory to find out where all of this shouting for a king began. 1 Samuel chapter 8. And so, I'm going to read all of chapter 8 because that chapter lays out the craziness that we are facing today. So, as Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons to be judges over Israel. Verse 2, Joel and Abijah, Abijah, these Bible names. So, I'm going to spell it for you because I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but it is spelled A-B-I-J-A-H. Okay, so for all of my Bible scholars, can you please let me know how do you properly pronounce that name? Well, these were his oldest sons, okay? They held court in Beersheba. Verse 3, but they were not like their father. Because if you go and you study about Samuel, oh, he was a man of God. Um, his mother, I believe it was Hannah, who prayed so hard down at the temple, at the synagogue, about wanting a baby so bad because her husband had two wives. And the other wife, um, I know her name starts with a P. You know I'm not even going to try to mess up her name. Uh, Peniel, Penea, something like that. You all can look it up. But anyway, the other wife, oh, she was just spitting out sons, you know. And poor Hannah, it seemed like she couldn't even conceive. And you see, to be barren, especially back in ancient Israel days, that was like a scornful, shameful thing because, you know, the woman, you know, she didn't have much power, if you will. And so for her, having babies were everything, especially producing male heirs. So poor Hannah, she couldn't have a baby. So she was down at the synagogue uh, praying and crying. I mean, I'm talking about bucket tears crying, you know, with the snot coming out all on the floor. Just, she was in the way. So much so that the people at the synagogue thought she was drunk. But no, she was just praying, praying for a baby. And she promised to God that if he were to bless her womb, that, that she would dedicate that baby back to the Lord. Okay, and so, glory be to God, she gets pregnant, and she kept her word. And so, Samuel grew up under the Lord's hand. Amen. And that is where we get one of my favorite quotes. When the Lord was calling Samuel's name one night when he was sleeping, okay, and I believe the, the prophet Eli, yeah, 
Eli had told Samuel because Samuel thought that it was Eli calling him, but no, it was God calling him. And so Eli told him, well, if he calls you again, say to him, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. So that's a little backstory about Samuel. So anyway, Samuel is now getting old, right? And so his sons, okay, he had appointed his sons to be judges over Israel because that's how it went, you know, um, where you had Moses and Aaron leading the tribe of Israel. And then over time, God had appointed uh, judges to rule over them. And um, we see Samuel serving as a judge. And so now he's getting old, you know, he's facing retirement. And so he had appointed his sons to be judges over Israel, right? Okay, so now look, verse 3, it goes on to say, But unfortunately, his sons were not men of God like Samuel. Samuel was dedicated to God, okay? Completely, 110,000%. He was on board with the Lord, but not so much his sons. Why? For they were greedy for money, the scripture says. They accepted bribes and perverted justice. Now, apparently they were judges too because they had a court down near, I guess, in the town of Beersheba. And so, yeah, they were crooked politicians. If you try to slap a 21st century label on them, yeah, they was crooked to the max. So that was not a good look. In verse 4, so because... Samuel was growing old and he wanted to appoint his crooked sons, okay, to be judges over Israel. But in verse 4, we see finally all the elders of Israel met at Ramah to discuss the matter with Samuel. Now, <laughs> I tell you, the way sometimes how the Holy Spirit gives me the interpretation of these scriptures because see you all gotta understand i am from brooklyn new york and i stand with paul when he says that i come not with eloquence of speech listen this this is how my brain is wired okay <laughs> when the holy spirit gives me insight to this that brooklyn street sense if you will come into play because i could imagine this scene right here in verse five so look you got the mob scene right of the elders you know the elders and the scribes and the pharisees because you know they thought that they were the be all to end all so anyway you got the elders posting up samuel talking about in verse five look they told him <laughs> the bible says look that means that they confronted him, okay? Look, they told him, you are now old and your sons are not like you. Give us a king. Give us a king to judge us like all the other nations have. Oh boy, really? So you can only imagine how Samuel took this meeting, okay? He got in his feelings. 
You want to know why? Because in verse 6, Samuel was displeased with their request and went to the Lord for guidance. That's right. I'm going to the Lord because y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Y'all going to post me up talking about, look, you are now old and your sons are not like you. Give us a king. Give us a king, really? So, yeah, Samuel got in his feelings. Verse 7, the Lord said, do everything they say to you, the Lord replied, for they are rejecting me, not you. They don't want me to be their king any longer. Now, if you love the Lord God like we should, you will be in tears at that saying, like I was many times, many times when I had read that, that is why you write Holy Spirit. That is why every time I pray before the podcast, I always start off with, Lord, I need you. We need you. You want to know why I say that? It's because of this verse right here. This verse brought tears to my eyes because God is telling Samuel, the prophet Samuel, that mm -mm, ain't no need for you to be in your feelings because they ain't rejecting you. They rejected me. Oh, that touched my heart. So every chance I get, I let the Lord God know that I want him. Amen. And so the Bible goes on to say that in verse 8, every sense... Because you see, God is letting Samuel know, it's not you, it's me. Because ever since I brought them from Egypt, they have continually abandoned me and followed other gods. And now they are giving you the same treatment. Whoa. Wow. So in essence, God is telling uh, Samuel, listen, stop crying. Because guess what? They giving you the business too. Just like they gave me the business, they kept rejecting me continually. And this is in fact what they doing to you now. They are rejecting you because you are getting old and they don't want your crooked sons. But you know what? Don't fret Samuel because they've been doing this to me. Not that God is used to that because who would get used to constant rejection? And I did uh, some months ago last year this video on YouTube about how God has feelings. And this is something else that comes out of that. We have to understand that he has feelings, okay? And that is why he shows his emotions. He shows his emotions in love as well as wrath. And he's constantly letting us know what's in his heart. Listen, God is not this insensitive, immaterial being just floating around up there in the universe as if he's this material thing. No, he is a person by whom we were made in his image. So if we get in our feelings how much more so does God get in his feelings? He does, and he let it be known. If you just read what I just read, okay, in verse 9, it says, uh, no, I'm sorry, in verse 8, 
ever since I brought them from Egypt, they have continually abandoned me. That right there talks about rejection. And he's letting his feelings be known. And why? Because they was following after other gods. Listen, that is straight infidelity. It is. You are cheating on your husband. You, listen, you confirmed the covenant at the foot of Mount Sinai when uh, Moses came down with those two tablets and he was giving them the Ten Commandments, okay? They all came into agreement that, yes, we would do whatever the Lord said. What changed? God didn't change. Man changes. You are right, Holy Spirit. Man is constantly going back on his word where God is concerned. And for what? To get back in bed with the world? Because that's who you cheating on God with, the world. And so, yeah. So now, verse 9 of Samuel chapter 8. Do as they ask, but solemnly warn them, okay? Warn them about the way a king will reign over them. Oh, yeah. Y'all finna get what you want, okay? Y'all crying about a king, and just like... In 2016, this country was clamoring for another king, a.k.a. president, and look who they put into office. That's all I'm saying. I'm not getting in trouble with the Lord. I am not finna slander anybody. I pray that they all come to repentance. Amen? Amen. Okay, so now, Samuel warns against the kingdom. So, okay. He had his little conference call, if you will, with the Lord because he was in his feelings about how the mob scene of the elders, you know, approached him about how he's getting so old and that how his crooked sons weren't like him. And so Samuel went to the Lord to express this hot mess. And God told him, listen, they ain't rejecting you. It's me. They've been doing this since I brought them up out of Egypt. So now we come down to verse 10. So Samuel passed on the Lord's warning to the people, okay, who were asking him for a king. Verse 11, this is how a king will reign over you, Samuel said. Because you see, when people ain't trying to listen to God, they can give two flips about what you got to say, about anything that will help them, that will help them in their walk on this earth. But oh, no, no. People want what they want. They want to get what they want. So, okay, so now here we go. Samuel is letting them know, per the Lord God, this is how a king will reign over you, okay? Because y'all want a king so bad, I'm saying, okay, y'all want a king so bad? Okay, well, then here you go. Because then Samuel went on to say, the king will draft your sons and assign them to his chariots and his charities. So this means, okay, that this king, this president that you all want, well, guess what? He's going to make them and draft them into his army. 
and they won't have a say about it because it would be the law of the land. Listen, history has proven that hundreds of thousands have given up their lives behind being drafted into the armed services. Come on now, how many wars that these young men and women, boys and girls, what, 18 years old, okay, fighting for this country? Why? Because they were drafted. And I know that if you don't answer that draft, right, won't they throw you in jail or something, right? That's why you had a lot of uh, draft dodgers because it wasn't nobody trying to die in no man's army. So, okay. So getting back to the scripture, it says that, you know, how the king will draft your sons and assign them to his chariots and all. And then it picks up where it says, making them run before his chariots. Verse 12, some will be generals and captains in his army. Some will be forced. Okay, right now it ain't looking so good about having a king. No. And so look what this king is going to do. It says that some will be generals and captains in his armies and his army. Some will be forced to plow in his fields and harvest his crops. And some will make his weapons and chariot equipment. It sounds like this person in leadership is going to be mighty selfish. Yeah. He's having these people do everything for, for him, but so far, I'm not seeing, right, Holy Spirit, what this king is going to do for the people. Well, let's finish reading. Here we go. So now look, right, and some will make his weapons and chariot equipment. Now, people, can we say welcome to the United States Department of Defense? Yeah, okay. Verse 13. The king will take. So, so far, we've seen a lot of verbs about this king. He's taking, he's forcing, he's making. Like, I've yet to see anything positive. Verse 13, the king will. That means you ain't got a choice about this. Will take your daughters from you and force. Force them to cook and bake and make perfumes for him. Israel, okay, you all have set a terrible example about wanting leadership. Look at this person. And how much more so is it worse off now? Because when this was written, okay, we didn't have all the craziness that's going on in the 21st century in the 20th century, in the 19th century, in the 18th century, and going all the way back, it has gotten progressively worse off. Because God done already told us over there in the New Testament about how it was going to be in the last days. He said that perilous, perilous times will come. That means dangerous. Listen, it is a miracle that we can wake up every day and walk on the face of this planet with all the perilous things that await us when we walk out the front door. So look at here in verse 14, because right now this man is sounding 
sounding very selfish. And no doubt, this is what they do, that they will appoint other selfish, barbaric people to help them rule the people. Yeah. Verse 14. Uh, yeah. He will take, here we go again, taking, I don't see anything about giving. And then we wonder why the government don't help the people. It's not in their nature to help. Listen, God is giving us the blueprint how a man-made, man-requested government leader will act and behave towards you. You requested him. You went down to the voting machines, pulled the lever, and voted for your tyrannical, demonic, being nice, stop, Cynthia, person to rule over you. And then when things go according to the scripture, y'all want to rant and rave about this lunatic sitting up in office with a cell phone in his hand doing the most online. So look, verse 14, he will take away the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them, give them not back to you, oh no, 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 and give them to his own officials. Ladies and gentlemen, can we say eminent domain people? Huh? Huh? Yeah, verse 15. He will take, this man don't know how to do nothing else but to take, force, and make. Where is the giving? Where is the providing? Where is the helping? Yeah, well, it ain't on this list thus far. So let's see how this all going to pan out. Okay. Uh, where was I? Verse 15. He will take a tenth of your grain and your great harvest and distribute it among his officers and attendants. Can we say the rich gets richer and the poor gets poorer? Come on now. Verse 16. He will take. I mean, how many times do we need to know this man is a taker? He ain't trying to do nothing for you. And if you do do something, oh, it's going to be on a menu school. No. How you say it? Minuscule on a small level. On a small level. Oh, don't expect much. Absolutely not. Verse 17. He will demand, demand a tenth of your flocks and you will be his slaves. I keep telling y'all the Bible is very easy and clear. It let us know exactly how things will go down when you don't allow God to be your God. Okay, you want to be off like the world? You want a king? You want a president? Well, then guess what? He's going to make you his slave. Listen, this is not hyperbole. This is not, you know, God just doing the most. No, he's God. He already know the beginning from the end. 
he already know how this whole thing is going to go down. And so he was telling them, this is how it's going to be. Listen, this is not the gossip page. This is not, you know, one of those worldly gossip reporters giving you the news of the day about maybe something is going to happen. No, this is almighty God who created every person that was ever born. He created this whole world. Don't you think that we should listen to him? He knows the outcome. Why? Because he created the outcome. He created the cause and effect. He created everything that is anything that was ever made to be known for us. He did it all. So why would we, in good consciousness, go to a person who all he's going to do is take from us, rob from us, steal from us, don't give us our due share. He's going to take the lion's share of everything, the biggest portion of the pie, okay, and give you just this little bit of crumbs just to keep you on the hook long enough so that you can work for him. We got to wake up, people. We got to wake up. Now, look, verse 18 of 1 Samuel chapter 8 says, Now, <laughs> I love God. Look at what he's saying in verse 18. When that day comes, what day? The day when you finally put your king in office. That day when you finally put your president in office. Well, guess what's going to happen? God said that you will beg for relief. From this king you are demanding okay because God is like I wanted to be your king okay I was appointing the judges okay in the physical to rule over you but they get the wisdom from me and I let them know how to rule over y'all but no y'all don't want that okay well you know what the king that you are demanding from me okay fine well guess what you're going to beg for relief from this king you are demanding but then guess what the lord says that the lord will not will not help you and you would think right there at that point if for nothing else that the prophet samuel was telling them about this tyrannical king that's coming their way once he has said that part about how i'm going to beg for relief and the Lord says that he ain't going to help me. Oh, I'm like, okay, you know what? Oh, bad. We're sorry. On second thoughts, yeah, we want you, Lord. But no. Oh, no, no, no. They didn't say that. So now, yeah, the Lord said that the Lord will not help you. And look, people, at what we're facing today. A second impeachment of a sitting president. And what the people over there on Facebook, and I'm quite sure around the country are doing right now, they are demanding and begging for relief from this king, a.k.a. president. Listen, God never lies. You got the House and the Senate right now scrambling over themselves trying to beg for relief of impeaching this sitting president who is a lame duck because he only got about, what, 
what's this, the 14, 15 or whatever, he only got about five, six more days left. And then he's out of there. They are trying with the quickness to make sure that this second impeachment is on his jacket. And now after that, not only that, they're saying that even after he's out of office, that they're going to pursue for a trial so that he could never, <laughs> he could never run for any office ever again, let alone the presidency. Because see, with him only having one term, he could qualify to run again. It's just that when you have done two consecutive terms back to back, then that's finito kid for you as far as being president. But since this is his one shot that he only had, oh, they are trying to beg for relief, okay? They trying to enact laws that have been on the books probably way back there during George Washington's day, okay? Trying to make sure this man don't ever, don't ever run for anybody's office. Listen, he probably can't run for the county dog catcher's seat at this point once they finish with him. But God tried to tell us over 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago about what it's going to look like. So, like I said, God never lies at all. Verse 19, but the people refused to listen to Samuel's warning. They said, even so. You know what that means, even so, because see, you know, this is this is um ancient language, if you will. Even so, in today's 21st vernacular, that means and so. And so, really? And so Samuel just told y'all what the Lord said about all of that, even the part about how after you have demanded for this man to be in office and you were going to beg for relief, okay, from him and how God said, uh-uh, I ain't helping y'all. Y'all said, and so? What you mean, and so? Yeah, because the Bible said over here in verse 19, <laughs> they said, even so, we still want a king. Wow. Wow, that's... That's all you can say is, wow, word, really, and so, okay, okay, look, they said, and so, even so, we still want a king, they said, verse 20, we want to be like the nations around us, our king will judge us and lead us into battle. Listen, they were deceived. No, that's not what he's going to do. Because you see, they have already set up in their own little pea brain about what their beloved king is going to do to them. And they said only two things. That how he's going to judge them, meaning rule over them, keep the peace, keep everything in order, and lead us into battle. Y'all are deceived. <laughs> God just finished laying out what all he's going to do. God said nothing about how he's going to judge y'all and lead y'all into battle. No, this person is going to take, rob, fleece, steal, demand, force. That's what he's going to do. 
He's going to make it so hard for y'all that y'all are going to be begging for relief. Why? Because his foot is his foot and his whole government is going to be so enmeshed on the back of your necks that you are going to be begging for relief. Why? Because he's taking all the food. He's taking your daughters to make them slaves, to make them cook for him, clean for him, bake for him, make perfumes, really make perfumes. And he's going to take your land aka eminent domain okay and not only that he's going to force you to fight in his armies so what you mean that all he's going to do is just judge us and lead us into battle and that is what happened back in 2016 they thought that that man was going to make america great again they were deceived too glory be to god holy spirit what is going on today Verse 21 says, so Samuel, so Samuel, because at this point, ain't nothing left for him to do. He already told them what the almighty God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he done already told the people what God has said. So they said, so what? <laughs> Glory be to God. They said, so what? And so and so, give us a king anyway. Hush. As a matter of fact, not nah, we ain't trying to hear none of that. No. What he's going to do is judge us and to uh, lead us into battle. I guess into victory. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now look, verse 21 says, So Samuel repeated to the Lord what the people had said. Verse 22, And the Lord replied, this is what, and I'm quite sure he probably took a collected breath, like I just took. <sighs> do as they say, do as they say, and give them a king. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Let me tell you something. God is not with the back and forth. Amen. Right, Holy Spirit. Jesus is not with the back and forth. The Holy Spirit is not with the back and forth. God the Father is not with the back and forth. Now, he already told them his peace. Samuel relayed that crucial and vital information to them. They said to that, and so. Even so, give us a king anyway. Okay, well, then God said, fine, let them have what they want. And that was the internet. God didn't go back and forth with them talking about, listen, no, you really got to listen to me. I'm telling you, this man is going to make your life miserable. You're not going to be happy. No, God said, all right. And that is why he told us over there in the book of Romans chapter one, how he gave them over to a reprobate mind. You want your sin so bad, but guess what? God is going to let you have it. He's going to let you have it, and he sends no one to hell. We send ourselves to hell behind foolishness like this, not adhering to his word. He already told us the cons of what's going to happen. There was no pros on the list, but deceived Israel wasn't trying to hear that. No, they said, and so. No, he's going to just judge us so fabulously and that he's going to lead us into victory, into battle. So, um, 
have a seat, Samuel. We want a king anyway. So God said, fine, do as they want. Then Samuel agreed and sent the people home. Ain't nothing left else to do. Oh boy. And you see where we are today, right? Behind the and so. And so I said all of that to get to the answer. Okay, because the question was, was it wrong for Israel to ask for a king? So the answer is, in 1 Samuel 8, 5, the Israelites asked Samuel to appoint a king saying, you are old and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. Okay, well, was this wrong? The following verses make clear that it was. Samuel was displeased and prayed to the Lord concerning the matter. God answered, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king, as they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day forsaking me and serving other gods so that they are doing to you first samuel 8 verses 7 to 8 was talking about that right god said the israelites request was a rejection of him and that they had forsaken him and were serving other gods later samuel gave a farewell speech that will also address the issue, right? Remember, saying, I will call on the Lord to send thunder and rain. And guess what? And you will realize, you will, you will realize what an evil thing you did in the eyes of the Lord when you asked for a king. Ah, Samuel finna give them the weather treatment. Okay, he finna ask for some thunder and some rain, okay, because it was evil. Glory be to God, it was evil to ask for a king. And I'm quite sure, okay, every time people take that handle in the voting booth, okay, that is an evil thing because you are letting God know to this present day you don't want him. Every time you check yes on a ballot form for someone to lead over you, that's an evil thing because we see the president sitting up over there in uh, 1 Samuel. We see where this all started by them doing the very thing that is evil. In verse 19, the people responded, pray to the Lord. Oh, so now, so now they want, <laughs> they want to get on board, right? So look, hold on a minute. Let me scroll back up here. First Samuel. Okay. In first Samuel chapter 12, verse 19. Okay. Because see, after Samuel had already told them that, and they were like, uh, and so we want a king anyway. And so, um, uh, later on over there in chapter 12, okay, Samuel was giving, you know, his farewell speech and he was telling them, listen, I'm going to call on the Lord to send thunder and rain, okay, because see, and then you will realize what an evil thing you did in the eyes of the Lord when you asked for this king. And so in verse 19, the people responded, <laughs> finally, they get the memo, but it's too late. Pray to the Lord your God 
for your servants so that we will not die. For we have added to all of our other sins the evil of action for a king. Yeah. All right. Maybe a little too late, but yeah. So interestingly, God had already predicted that the Israelites would one day ask for a king. Because we see over there in Deuteronomy 17, verses 14 to 15, for example, God said, When you enter the land your God is giving you and have taken possession of it and settled in it, and you and you say, let us set a king over us like all the nations around us. Be sure to appoint over you a king the Lord your God chooses. Okay. And other passages also predict it. I'm telling you, that is why we go to the Old Testament to see the outline and the blueprint, right? Other passages also predicted that the Israelites would one day ask for a king. For example, God promised Jacob, a nation and a community of nations will come from you and kings will be among your descendants. And we see that over there in Genesis 35, 11. Because you see, even when talking to Jacob, God told him kings will come from you. See, okay. Um, what else it says here? And then we see similar references to future kings, which can be found in Genesis 36, 31, Genesis 49, 10, Numbers 24, 7 to 9, and Deuteronomy uh, 28, verse 36. So, in closing, why was action for a king wrong? The Lord was to be the ruler of Israel. That's why it was so wrong. Just like today, God was supposed to be the ruler over this world. God led the people through Moses and Aaron, and then through priests and judges raised up to govern the people. In Samuel's time, the people began to worry about who the next leader would be. Since Samuel's sons did not follow the Lord, their request for a king was a rejection of God's way of leadership over them. I'm telling you, the Lord has feelings too. Another reason it was wrong for a king is that the Israelites did so in order to be like all the other nations. God had created Israel as a unique people. He was their leader. When the Israelites wanted a king, like other nations had, they were rejecting their unique set-apart position as God's people. That's why it was so wrong. So the question on the floor was, was it wrong? Absolutely, yes, it was wrong. The nation who whose God was to be the Lord alone was envious. He was envious of the nations who followed false gods who people my people so there we go there we go like i said i'm not trying to be political today 
I'm just giving us a testament of what God was saying about this day in the political civic arena. He already told us what it was going to look like. And the fact that the world has turned its back on the Lord God didn't get the memo. <laughs> they didn't get the memo of 1 Samuel chapter 8. Because otherwise they would have changed their tune uh, centuries ago. Centuries ago. Yeah, well. Well, you see with the state the world is in today. But for those of us who are in Christ, that means absolute nothing, absolutely nothing to us. It don't. Why? Because this is not our home. We are passing through. That is why God told us that for us to be in this world, but not of it. We don't have to vote. We don't. Me personally, I have stopped voting. After I felt God's heart and plea and the rejection in his voice when he was talking to Samuel, Samuel about how they ain't rejecting you, they're rejecting me. I made that my civic duty in the spirit to never, never vote ever again. I'm standing with my Lord God, and I don't care if this is the 21st century. I am not going to believe the lies from the media talking about, well, if we want to make a change, then we got to vote for the change. Absolutely not, because nothing good is coming from it. It's not. Listen, I'm going to take Almighty God assessment about having a king over what you got to say, Satan's media. Absolutely not. No, thank you, ma'am, sir. So there we go. I want the Lord God to be my God, my father, my leader, my creator, my everything. Because in him, there will never be no taking, no forcing, no making, and no demanding. No. No, no, no. His demand and command of us to repent and stop sinning is all I want to hear. Amen. So, people, until next time, Lord willing, we got to repent believe that Jesus died for our sins, that he took our punishment on our behalf, and that he is the savior of the world, and turn back to God. Stop playing. Okay, amen. In Jesus' name, I will talk to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye